Good morning. Welcome to the Market in Minutes podcast. My name is Patrick Laffin, and today is Friday, September 30th, 2022. All right. So let's get started by taking a look back at performance from yesterday. The NASDAQ finished down 2.84%. The S&P 500 finished down 2.11%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average finished down 1.54%. And lastly, the Russell 2000 ended the day down 2.54%. In terms of sector performance, the best performing sectors yesterday were energy and healthcare. Energy finished down 0.13%, followed by healthcare, which ended the day down 0.92%. The worst performing sectors yesterday were utilities and consumer discretionary. Utilities finished down 4.07%, followed by consumer discretionary, which ended the day down 3.32%. The market ended sharply lower yesterday as, once again, worries that the Fed could jumpstart a recession in their fight against inflation dominated investor mindset. But before we get into all the excitement from the trading session yesterday, the morning started with the release of some economic data. The Labor Department reported that weekly initial claims totaled 193,000 for the week ending September 24th, down 16,000 from the previous week. Meanwhile, the number of continuing claims for the week ending September 17th dropped by 29,000 to just over 1.35 million, the lowest level since the beginning of May. And this release likely played a big part in the overall negative disposition seen in the market yesterday, because jobless claims are a leading indicator. And with claims falling to their lowest level since early May, it gives the Fed a basis to maintain their aggressive approach with rate hikes. Further driving this point home were comments later in the morning from Cleveland Fed President Loretta Muster, who indicated on an interview with CNBC that the Fed still has a long way to go before entering restrictive territory with its policy rate. So both the data release and her comments obviously were concerning to investors because the thought process across the market seems to be that the longer the Fed is aggressive, the more likely they are to drive the economy into a recession. So like I said, that spooked the market. But there were other fears floating around out there yesterday as well. First, the British government and new Prime Minister Liz Truss defended their aggressive tax cuts, despite the turmoil it had caused in global markets and currencies over the past couple of weeks. And there was hope that those tax cuts would be going away, but that doesn't seem to be the case now. In addition, we've seen rising geopolitical anguish following reports that Russian President Vladimir Putin will announce the annexation of four Ukraine territories today. But more importantly, we have this overarching sense of trepidation around earnings season, which will start at the beginning of October. Now, many analysts and market pundits believe that the market has not adequately priced in the expected earnings slowdown, nor the impacts of the Fed's rate hikes a pain point that was brought to life yesterday when Bank of America downgraded Apple from a buy rating to a neutral rating on an expected earnings slowdown due to weaker consumer demand. So that was a huge signal to the market. And we had all these concerns that showed themselves yesterday, and they combined with the multitude of other worries for investors, such as the old stalwarts of inflation, global slowdown, and supply chain worries. And this led to an obvious overall negative sentiment and widespread selling right from the opening bell. And the quick evaporation of Wednesday's rally only served to further diminish buying interest, despite the fact that Treasury yields were actually declining for the majority of the day. 
but void of any positive developments, the market spiraled and flailed around in negative territory for the whole day. Every sector finished lower, with losses ranging from 0.13% to well over 4%. Decliners outpaced advancers by a greater than 7 to 1 margin on the New York Stock Exchange and a 3.5 to 1 margin on the NASDAQ. So in conclusion, it was another dreary, dreadful day of performance for the market. Hopefully, we can see a rally to end the week on a positive note, but at this point, that notion seems like wishful thinking. As always, regardless of what happens, I'll be sure to keep you updated. Moving on to headlines, Hurricane Ian devastated Florida and is now officially tied for fifth place on the list of the strongest hurricanes to ever hit the state. So while it's too soon to say how much damage Ian caused, some of the initial figures and reports are staggering. Winds gusted to over 150 miles per hour, while a storm surge of water over 12 feet high engulfed homes and cars, trapping thousands inside. In addition, nearly 2 million people lost power, but that number is expected to grow as the aftermath is evaluated. And of course, that's after Ian wiped out all power on the island of Cuba. Even Waffle House, which is so committed to keeping its restaurants open in all weather conditions that FEMA has created a Waffle House Index to assess the state of a disaster zone, closed 21 Florida sites as the hurricane approached. So we know it was a serious storm. Insurance companies are estimating that damage will likely be over $40 billion, and at least 26 states have offered to help, while the federal government has pledged to truck in millions of meals and water as soon as the storm subsides. Now, the good news is that the storm was downgraded to a Category 2 hurricane, but the bad news is that South Carolina, North Carolina, and Virginia are all in the likely path. So stay safe out there. Elsewhere, yesterday, the FDA proposed new guidelines to shift nutrition labels to the front of food packaging and to update what manufacturers can call healthy with the goal of assisting consumers in making better grocery store decisions. And this announcement is part of President Biden's plan to abolish hunger and diet-related diseases by 2030, outlined in his recent White House Conference on Hunger and Nutrition, which is the first major conference on hunger and nutrition since 1969. And rounding out the headlines, pickleball is taking the U.S. by storm and attracting some big-name money in the process. Now, pickleball, which is close to tennis but easier to learn, is the fastest-growing sport in the country, with three new pickleball facilities springing up every day in the United States. Furthermore, the number of players increased from 3.4 million in 2019 to 4.8 million in 2021, and that figure is most certainly an undercount. But the sport was in the news yesterday because LeBron James and several other NBA stars purchased a Major League Pickleball franchise. So Major League Pickleball was created back in 2021, but it has already grown from 12 teams to 16 and counts NFL quarterback Drew Brees, entrepreneur Gary Vee, and other owners of NBA teams among its supporters. So interesting story there. And we'll end today, as we always do, by taking a look back at some famous historic events from September 30th of the past. But September 30th, much like a lot of the month of September in general, is another slower day in history. However, we do have three noteworthy events. Starting today in 1946, when the first 22 Nazi leaders, including Hermann Göring, were found guilty of war crimes during the Nuremberg war trials. 
1955, actor and icon James Dean died in a car crash in his infamous car, Little Bastard. And lastly, in 1960, the animated series The Flintstones premiered on TV. It was set in the Stone Age and detailed the lives of the Flintstones and Rubble families. So with that, I hope everyone has a great day and more importantly, a better weekend. I am Patrick Laffin and this is the Market in Minutes podcast. taking or refraining from any course of action. It is not intended to address the needs, circumstances, or investment objectives of any specific investor.